My name is Sam Taylor, I'm here with Tim McCaw and we're talking to Animade, uh, who are Ed Barrett and Tom Judd, and uh, Animade are responsible for some of the most beautifully simple animated things I've seen on the internet in quite a long time. Nice to say, it's lovely. Mm. Uh, and I think that uh, I think you guys have got it right in a lot of ways with uh, the way you approach animation, like bringing a 2D animation sensibility to something that's obviously really well informed on a digital side as well. Um, so that's why we want to talk to you. And I was just wondering if you could tell us about how you got started up. I'm get over the fact that I'm so oh. utterly flattered now. Oh. <laughs> Should we identify ourselves by voice? Because I'm yeah. very wary that we might be exactly the same. I'm I'm Ed. I'm the boomy one. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Tom. The this the other voice. <laughs> I, I don't know how much I sound apart from Ed. So. No, I think this is different. Good. That's good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah. That's. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Great start. So how, yeah. How did you not get started? And like, how did you meet? Are both of you guys partners? Let's start with that. Okay. Are both of you guys partners in the company, or as far as I'm aware, as according to my uh, cheat sheet, you you started it before Ed got involved. I did. Yeah. Right? It's it's um. Yeah. Let's get, let's cast our mind back to uh, <laughs> a long time to ago. 2010. HTC. Um, yeah, we. I was working on a commercial project um, with uh, Agile at a time where I was directing. Um, it was a very animation-heavy uh, piece. Uh, lots of line drawing. Funnily enough, I mean, at the time HTC had a campaign out that was very doodle. Cent- central and everything about the campaign was doodled. It was a gravy train that everyone was, oh, yeah, was tooting tooting along on. Yeah, all the animators in London seemed to be involved in some way on across the board. And um, yeah, I, I was off on holiday and I needed somebody to take on a piece of work I was doing. Got in touch with Ed um, and he helped me out in that in that instance, took it on for me. And after that we did more and more work I mean, Ed was also doing HTC work at the same time, so mm. it was it was quite odd because he was like, "Oh yeah, I've been doing loads of this anyway." So we can't stand, yeah, just started to uh, share mm. share the kind of jobs. Yeah, it was just kind of um, just a back and forth, and I think that because because of Tom's agile connection, I mean, at the time I I'd come off the back of freelancing. I started out just freelance animating, then I got in with uh, a company called Sweet World. We made some really lovely stuff and I, I kind of assumed a desk there and directed some stuff for them. And then from there I started getting more kind of, um, once I moved on, sort of uh, directing freelancy work because I got quite, as you, you, know, you get quite close with yeah. various companies. But I think that with Tom and his a sort of agile connection, I was um, they were really keen to sort of just sort of lend me a desk every now and again. So as a result, we started doing sort of jobs closer and closer. And then eventually Tom and James got the place upstairs and I guess that's a good place to talk about yeah. Chambers Judd yeah because at the time I was setting up a business with James my business yeah. partner he, he's the interactive guy who does all the web yeah. and interactive stuff James so, Chambers James Chambers yeah and he he's a friend of I mean we've been friends since we're in like yeah secondary school so right. since we were 11 we, we've always wanted to do something and we always knew that we were going to set something up um, that's amazing from such a young age yes it's kind of old. Old. business sweethearts business sweethearts <laughs> it is it's, it's, a, it's a lovely it's like story you met was that scene in yes <laughs> we haven't stopped looking at each other since yes it's odd actually but we yeah, it's, it's very strange because mm. um, we, we were when we set up as a company we were still very much just doing our freelance stuff mm. so I was uh, doing all the HTC commercials at the time and that's when Ed and I became very close because we worked mm. together for about six months solid on this one project um, and uh, and James was working away here um, and everything was just getting funneled through the company and then we yeah. were giving ourselves salary off the it, it was quite nice in a way because having been freelance and having sporadic pay all of a sudden getting put into a company and then we were getting salaries out of it so right. and that was based on one job HTC um, that and numerous other little, okay. little jobs going on James was doing lots of work for the University of London what's it called CL 
Yeah, you know Siri Alex. He was he had quite a few jobs going on with those guys, doing websites for them. Um, and then it just uh, yeah we we got to the point um, like a quarter of a yeah a couple of months before we actually started animate where um, Ed bought uh, kind of came in with a job that because there was the, the other HTC job there was an HTC found. job and. We weren't, we weren't <laughs> animated when we did the first Orange job. I, I and the, yeah, the Orange job. Because I was getting sort of various things in, and again, because <laughs> it's going to sound like I'm just a total lech and I just like have free <laughs> desk space, but that's kind of how it is. Um, that I was kind of bouncing around town, and then because there was a free space upstairs, and I'd been working with Tom anyway, they were very, they were kind enough to, to let me basically mm. just exist there so is this on old, this is the same this is upstairs directly upstairs yeah, now yeah so in this building and um yeah there were a couple of jobs it was first of all first of all it was that orange job wasn't it and yeah. then it was the htc job and um, the back of that that was when the during some downtime of one of these jobs we were waiting for feedback so we went to the pub in hobson square funnily enough not the electricity showroom <laughs> no it wasn't that time it was a different one <laughs> But during that day drinking, we, we realised we wanted to make a video game. Ed loves video games, as do I. I started doing a bit of tinkering with iOS development because I was sick of animation at the time after mm. a bad job. Um, so uh, we, we just thought, let's make a super, super simple, <coughs> lovely animation-based um, iOS game. And over the next three months, we made Ready, Steady, Bang. So that was... <coughs> That was a real, yeah. That was a nine. And you did that in three months. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, it, was, it was actually two and a half. Months. Two and a half. Really? Months. Two and a half. Yeah. Together. Yeah. There was That's a very self-initiated project. Yeah. Very much. Let's do this. I think because because of that HTC job, because what was really nice about that was it was something that came along and. I remember it quite well because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. It had like a live action proportion at the end and I I got this job and I was flailing around in the dark about this patch shot that was meant to be quite substantial. And because Tom had been doing stuff like that, that was why, what originally thought, oh, I'm going to bring him in and we'll, we'll do it together. And I was over at your house, wasn't I? And we, we got yeah. to budget this thing out and weirdly, it was the first time where I'd been like, I'd been sort of told to make up a budget I'd never done that sort of stuff before and we were, we were making it up as we went along obviously you had to base it on the fact that you had Chambers Yard mm. so kind of there was that cost the was there it, it was quite nice because it gave us it was the first taste of that um, like actually bringing a, an animation um, stroke film job through the company mm. uh, is in its entirety so actually producing it managing all the like the studio space for this hand shoot, working out all the pre-production of how the hell are we going to get um, a screen back in that tablet once we've done the hand shoot and all. Mm. And it was it was actually it was quite nice because I'd been i had done a couple of shoots with just as agile as a director overlooking and watching how they run it. Mm. It was like okay how how can I avoid making the mistakes that we ran into because there's obviously so many things that can go yeah. wrong when you're shooting on green against a screen and it was it was we kind of really enjoyed it we as that that's when we realized that we like we love animating but we also enjoy the the forward facing like client arena yeah. where we get a chance to talk to other creative like directors and the clients so mm. it was a it was a really good experience. It was a good also, learning curve, wasn't it? Yeah. So the, the, the kind of how the company formed was principally to the HTC job, and that was that was like a it. It, it made us see that company, we could work together. I yeah, think. that right. the, the company, the this having having the setup in the office space mm. and being able to run everything through the company mm. and feel and look legitimate yeah. rather than being a freelancer allowed yeah. us to say we're producing this rather than yeah. I'm directing this or we are just people who are right. facilitating uh, or doing one part of the role and we I think we we did it and we got it done and we yeah. feel like we, we did it well and we thought hang on this is really was like a celebration after that <laughs> yeah. it was kind of like well 
we've done this with budget well yeah, yeah sort of yeah. thing I, I guess that right. maybe a celebration that went on for too long you guys are such enemies we're celebrating we locked ourselves in a room for two and a half months it was nothing else came in well that's right but but like how soon after you finished the job did you start that and like straight away we were yeah I mean actually we started it before it was the day we were we came back from the apartment side like designing characters that so what was the conversation you had at the pub? Was it like there's well, going to be a cowboy who gets shot and it's just a quick Well, door. no. We, I, I mean, I can't I barely remember. Start. Well, we were, we were bouncing around loads of silly ideas. Mm. And actually, there was even talk about, oh, we're going to make sure we make a film together. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it's probably worth, I guess, at this point, before we get on to anime starting, was that I think at the, at the time, Chambers, Judd, you guys were very much humming and airing about what you wanted to do. Yeah, right? we had very little idea of the direction that we were taking anything in. It was... Um, uh, we, I, I didn't really know how how much, yeah, the the kind of the distance we could go with animation and where yeah. that where that would sit or what it would be, um, and it took actually doing it and the the year after that to actually work out. Mm-hmm. Hang on, there is there is room for a, a new new company and a, a, a the small fish actually have some purpose in this London mm. world of animation mm. if not a massive role because there's so much stuff out there but, mm. um, so when you guys had that chat you, you hadn't you hadn't had the idea for Ready City Bang it just came from that chat or yeah we had no idea we yeah. had, it was literally that pub to coming back and uh, starting making the game and really? within a week we had a, a prototype which was literally just bang on the screen yeah, yeah. and you had to tap it. We'd been joking like, about just creating this this facade of a game where we we'd build up you'd have a menu that would build up this huge thing where you could <laughs> choose a character and input a name and it would be this huge customizable fest and you get scenes, to the game. Really, really yeah, that's right. It would all be about the animation where we just yeah animate all this incredible stuff you get to the game and it was a one touch <laughs> reaction <laughs> game as a silly anti-climax yeah. just kind of basically what can we do as animators and obviously Tom with his with the knowledge of sort of programming for very hours. simple knowledge but yeah but this is it that's <laughs> <laughs> still like pretty good going yeah it was I mean it was really impressive yeah. and I think that, a month I was learning but that was what was really nice the fact that there was this this Lots of discussions going on about Chambers Jordan that I, you know, because I was upstairs, I was obviously privy to as well. And, you know, these guys sort of were like, well, do we just take it in a, a purely interactive direction? What are we going to do here? But th- the nice thing about Ready Steady Bang was that it, it, it did what we're trying to do now and we are getting to do more of now, which is bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was what showed us that there's, you know, the two things can sit together so well. Yeah. And, sort of Tom sort of nailing the programming doing bits of animation here and there and then me really going full on on the animation and it wasn't long before we thought to us we realised that oh you know this this doesn't need to be this crazy sort of elaborate piss take it can be this is going to be quite fun Mm. so we started taking it really seriously and uh, stripped it all back to actually the, the core of it which is a very playable game that has gorgeous animations mm. and is available in the app store right now <laughs> with, an with an update, with an update. <laughs> yeah the brand new update yeah. of course 69p 69p in America what's it going to cost that's 99 cents right. <laughs> it's cheap then yeah it's yeah, yeah. it's a good bargain one should go out and buy it right away right. <laughs> but that's what I guess that's kind of what interests me about you guys generally is like how you are able to strip ideas back to like mm. their bare minimum mm. uh, and I think that that's your absolute strength and I wish that for all these people who are coming up with like 30 minute epics <laughs> like three part mini series and stuff as their like graduation film I just want to like show them something like Ready Steady Bang and just say do it like that like set your you, you almost um, you almost win or fail like in the conception stage of the mm-hmm. film I feel like with animation there's so much to take on that that initial conception phase mm-hmm. phase of an idea is, is where you you either make it or not and I feel like you guys have got that down and it's, it's interesting to hear that it was something bigger and then you stripped it back yeah and you were sort of sensible enough to take things away and get it back to something that was achievable yeah I think I think um, I mean it's a huge part of what we what it's really nice to know that 
it's you can see that and it's appreciated because it's a it's very much the center of everything we every job that comes in we look back on the experience of Ready Steady Bang and, and all the jobs before that and, and our films before that and doing our films our graduation films where you do realize that you've gotten enough time to make something longer and what you think may be more epic mm. and then you actually realize that maybe stripping it back and cutting it down I mean man up you cut out a heck of a lot of animation <laughs> well that's mostly because it was a really awful film <laughs> and then, no, I had to, then I had to cut it back to kind of make it work right. um, but, but you stripped out minutes yeah you? I mean that's not to say I mean it's not to say that that you get there are some really really good where was the film made at? I did it at the Us, the Royal College As, and that's where you guys met yeah yeah originally it's where you met the Us. the Us. the Us. haven't done the Us. Right, that's what we call it. it. Right, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that the, there's definitely something to be said for. You can get some fantastic films that are sort of quite self indulgent, but, you know, rightly so. But I think what really worked and what, was, what works about the relationship that Tom and I have with our work is that we both kind of have the same sensibilities of, oh, okay, so technically what we're doing is we're, we're designing for animation and we, we're designing with those the, the restrictions in mind so okay well we've only got such and such amount of time or whatever or or, or is it just that we only want to put this much time into it but yeah. how can we adjust it so that it's as good as it can be certainly from a movement point of view and a design point of view but it all fits within within the restrictions mm. and it I don't know whether it's been an organic thing or whatever, but somehow we've always ended up with these restrictions, whether it's because of other things going on or just because we've actually said to ourselves that we can't, we can't be putting this amount of time into it or whatever. Um, and it's got to a point now where we've said, well, what if we, what if we just allot some time to something, like a lot, a lot of time, and it still ends up being something that we just, no, no, actually, I think that we always end up stripping everything back. I do think that seems to be like how consciously is like something that is very evident to people looking in that yeah you, you are all about like how do I get something great very simply and maybe quickly like the whole concept of full sex mm. which is the one second film I just thought it was amazing like a genius and like I wanted like I was almost just like thinking like I need to contact courses teaching animation just be like tell your students to like <laughs> their first project to just be a one second film and I remember just outsource it to the animation community <laughs> yeah. but I mean like like uh, I did it with a couple of people when we were at work and like we tried to do it in our lunch break and it we maybe uh, spent it a worked. bit yeah. it worked. No, but we, I took a little bit more hey. longer than yeah. lunch break, but not, it wasn't a huge amount of time and everyone who did it did something really funny and you guys were kind of uh, putting little funny films out and I remember telling someone about like you know, like <clears throat> that you can make a one-second film great, and it was like it's impossible. Yeah. And I just said, directed then the channel. You know, yeah. Well, we had to cheat by putting two seconds at the start. Well, this yeah. is. I mean, like, the, uh, the uh, onboard uh, and the soundboard definitely made it. Yeah, yeah. this is it. it because of the sound, and it's quite. Cause we had we had the discussion when we were in we were over at Pictoplasma, weren't we? We were in Berlin drinking loads of beer. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's funny that, isn't it? it seems came to be every idea, idea we have. Yeah. Mm. Starts with a load of beer, and and <laughs> normally it's really complicated. The more you drink, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> normally a name as well. In that case, we thought full sex is a great name for a little thing. It yeah, be one second. And we we got back and instantly you tested it out, didn't you? With a well, this was it because I mean there was very much kind of like we were we were overexcited about the idea, and then getting back and f trying to do. I started out sort of with this idea of. Uh, bad milk where it's someone that drinks some milk and it's that realisation when you take it out of the fridge and you drink it and it's it's actually off yeah thinking about that whole thing because in my brain what would work in a second would be a reaction and to see yeah. a reaction to something and I animated it and played it back as just like this little you know dot here's the first 20, the first of the 25 frames and through to the last and it was kind of like whoa I didn't even see that that didn't yeah. that, that, that doesn't work and it was kind of this moment of disappointment because we'd had yes. we had the whole of uh, Pictoplasm really well we'd really. spoken about it so much and we were like oh yeah we can set up a website for it this is going to be great and then I got back and sort of did the tests and 
it was it didn't work and I was like ah oh. and we were like yeah I think we're gonna have to walk away from this I was like oh this is gonna be such a shame um, and then that was when kind of we we, we stumbled across the, the idea of well, what if we put it has a title and then because the other thing was was that as a standalone thing you're you're kind of it, it there's a danger to fall into kind of loop de loop sort of yeah, 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 we didn't want it to be a loop thing. The idea was, yeah, it, it could it not loop. Like it was meant to yeah, be a film. For, for a good... I mean, yeah, looping is great. Uh, but we didn't want to make another loop. Well, loop to loop is brilliant it's anyway, isn't it? So it's... Yeah, they, so, they do it. And this was very much about creating a narrative of some some sort, telling a story within 25 frames. So but, just, but even the fact that you thought, like, okay, let's not add another, like two seconds to it you just thought let's put the end card on the well this is what films like need isn't it I think yeah. it was just the natural progression for the idea it's kind of like, okay so this is going to be a film concept, yeah. Yeah. and I, I think um, as well the we realised everything's going to be on Vimeo so you're going to press the play button and the play bar doesn't disappear for about a second anyway mm, yeah. so you just you won't feel like you've done anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was that as well. And the yeah. idea that it would take longer to buffer than it would to watch it <laughs> as well. So making it, giving it that two seconds on either end it's was kind good. of the logical and progression. The sound, the sound really works. And, and seeing how people have like used the concept in so many different well, ways. Well, this is it. That's what, this is what's been amazing about so this just project. Just someone who might not know what we're talking about, what is, could you just explain it? Just really quickly. Okay, so... Uh, it's an animation challenge, I suppose, to mm. create a uh, a non-looping narrative piece mm. with 25 or 30 frames, depending on frame rate. Um, one second of animation uh, in between a two-second start credit or start title. Title scene. card and end slate. Title card and end slate, and then <laughs> a two-second end slate. Right. And the music or sound can can last five seconds, so you can build something in with sound. Right. Just gives you a bit more flexibility, mm. but the animation must only animation be a second within that one second. Of you know, it, whether that be twenty-five frames or thirty frames, it has to be set. To There's a lot second. of rules. There's a lot of rules. <laughs> Some people don't understand the rules. Yeah. So, would you post ones that people maybe did five seconds? Or? There yeah. were some really. I mean, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, there was there were a couple of really good ones that sort of broke the rule. We put everything on the Vimeo channel. Yeah, and we've got a. The best sex we've ever had. Well, we started out. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were we were a bit stringent at the start when we were a bit sort of like we can't just put everything up, and we we got a couple in that were really odd, and we just thought people aren't going to understand this, and this could make us look bad. So let's not. But I then mean, so I have to say, you guys didn't put mine up. Whoa. Didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I did one. It was it was. Uma Thurman stabbing Bill Cosby. Oh yes, and I thought that, that was, was one of the ones they didn't put up. Yeah, sorry about that. And well, I thought maybe I shouldn't have used celebrity. Well, it wasn't that actually. You know what the thought was at the time? We, let's do it. Let's let's put it on record of why we didn't do it. We were we were we were worried about the the R word, the racism thing. We were a bit sort of like, is, are we going to get because this going to be misconstrued? Exactly, yeah. But I guess that that's a. I mean, that's a really interesting point though. When you do one of these collaborative projects, it opens it up to people, and they're attaching themselves to you, and you have to still be able to control your identity. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this is. I mean. That was right at the beginning when we were, when we were being really tight about things, and it wasn't the only one that we turned away. And there was it, it caused there was this real sense of guilt of we should put this up, but we but we aren't doing it. And then, but then you know, we were the, like, are we the bad people? Yeah, yeah. We, we're thinking that that's you see, you caused all kinds of problems. I am a racist. I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, remember when we said we're not going to come? Yeah, yeah, we need to do a cabinet. But this is the thing, and we kind of, throughout the process of it, we actually changed the way that we thought about it. We, 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 we suddenly thought, well, everyone really does deserve to have their thing up, so maybe we'll do yours out and put it on. <laughs> well, you need to resubmit it to That's us. It's a lot of build up for this now. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, and that's how the, the website came up with the actual the best of sort of thing and we sort of well now if we know the place of everything it works can... nice in a kind of sequence yeah, 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 that's yeah it does originally when we were talking about the concept in our drunken Berlin uh, moment we were thinking about having having like being able to edit them together for some reason that mm. wouldn't actually work now would it 
when they didn't have without the title and end card we thought that maybe it would work play out as some kind of crazy edit that would be super hyperactive and super fun it wouldn't really work it wouldn't have been as good I don't think but yeah anyway are people still submitting to it yeah and we just had a burst of uh, it's one a day yeah we get quite a lot well since we set the website up um, it's it's obviously got really popular, I suppose, because people are kind of oh, and now I want it. It's a challenge for them to to get into the best of sort of thing. So and, and that's still been, doing best ofs. Well, yeah, the plan is to sort of <laughs> every uh, on, we, we, we yeah we pegged it sort of every six months. We okay. then scrape the ones that we thought <laughs> were the best. <laughs> scrape them off the floor. Oh, these pads are crap. No, not at all. But it's you know that just <laughs> just go through them and pick out the ones that we like yeah. the best. Yeah. Um, and and sort of give them because you know it, it's tough because they all deserve. There's one guy who's done about twenty himself. Yeah, really? yeah. Um, just, people have got, this, this is what I wanted yeah. to say earlier. I think the best thing about the project is that people have really got into it, and everyone sort of has their own little niche on it. And we've had well, people we, just doing outrageous puns and all sorts, and it's just different. It's been so good to just. I, mean, we, I think we've made like eight in total, or nine. Well, we we. When we were coming up with the idea, before we thought about opening it, opening it up to other people, we mm. we liked the idea because it gave us the chance to very quickly explore a style, mm. um, or a character, or some method of animating that might take you a day or two days to do one second, mm. but you're only doing one second, so you can quickly see if something works. Or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like a little sketchbook. Yeah, well yeah. For, a quick little line test or animation test mm. and you can do it to as much polish as you want and mm. it's still not going to take you more than a couple of days um, and that's a lovely thing some of the things people are submitting 3D or stop motion you're just like that's yeah. that's, gonna, that's big investment mm. of time mm. but it's only but then it's only yes so, yeah, 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 so yeah. it's kind of nice to do something that's a bit throwaway yeah. if it was a one minute film then we wouldn't have any submissions <laughs> and the name wouldn't you work you would just keep video four minutes <laughs> four minutes doesn't quite have the same ring to it does it yeah that wouldn't have worked it's not rude good job we didn't do that well, well we did do it it's before, so clever the way that you, you're sort of producing content but not actually producing yeah, it's content and we well, share well, it with get loads of likes yeah yeah <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> I, I very deep really, it's not I think it's like ingenious yeah, really. like, ingenious is a good word and uh, and also I think you'll get like I saw people making stuff that hadn't made things in years. Yeah, and that is, and like, and I definitely knew people who made it and got a real buzz out of mm. doing it. You know, like, and, and like I said, they hadn't done anything in a long time. And um, I think it's nice that you sort of inspire people to create their own content. Yeah, that was one whole lunchtime at the mill. Yeah, we were. Yeah, me oh, and that's Tim amazing. Were working together it was yeah, it's great. Yeah. It was about five or six of us. And yeah, and rolling in it that day. And yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really and people felt left out that they weren't told about it as well. <laughs> like the the best thing about it, and, and um, I, I yeah, it comes back to that like atmosphere, the studio atmosphere here, and, and like you guys saying, you're all getting together and being involved. When we get an email through that says, "Here's our contribution to Full Sex," everyone turns around. We all watch it. Yeah, and it yeah, gets yeah. everyone involved. And there's things like um, we haven't done it for a while. Uh, but the hand solo thing that we were doing on our Facebook, which was a Friday stupid thing where we'd draw some hands and get people to fill in the gaps. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, that turned into the, the biggest part of the week for us. In this yeah, week. it was it's so fun. Like, oh my God, we're going to draw some hands, we're going to put it on Facebook, and then 50 people submit what is in between those hands. Right, okay. That, again, started with the name hand solo. Right, right. Um, it's the most bonkers So puns feeling. is like it's basically a big puns. part of your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything. <laughs> most things start with a pun. But yeah, to get, I think that the, the most gratifying thing for me has been that somehow we've managed to establish a bit of an audience and it get with full sex and hand solo as well, respectively, <laughs> able to just, to get a double, double pun, that's great, just to be able to get that feedback from people and, and all of a sudden you're sort of seeing, oh, people are kind of interested in what we're doing and they're, you know, they're excited about stuff and... It's it's just brilliant. It's bloody amazing. How much time of the day do you spend looking at fun videos online? And uh, <laughs> well, yeah. how much do you time? Do you I mean, because that's, I, it, that's one thing that I think uh, I, I can imagine struggling with. You know, the like doing this kind of thing, you know, like putting stuff out there. And you guys also have that uh, smiley face click the like thing button, as well, the like yeah. button, which is amazing. Uh, but I mean, 
yeah, just uh, you've also got the animated uh, the blog. blog. Yeah, I mean that. And just imagine, started like, as a blog. if I had all that stuff going on in my life, I would never get anywhere. Well, we the, it still takes us a, a hefty part of time keeping the blog up to date because mm. it originated. I mean, animate the the name and the the word came about when I just finished the RCA and I was kind of kicking around as a freelancer. Mm. Um, and I thought, well, we started a blog, uh, me and a friend at the RCA. And I really wanted to take it a step further and make it more prominent. So I set up the site and I thought, right, how can I name this? And I looked at Vimeo and I thought they'd taken video and changed the letter. So I said animation, not animation, <laughs> animate, <laughs> animate. And I changed the word, yeah. a letter, even, can't even talk. No, um, beers will do that to you. So I changed the letter from the word and that's where animate came from. Mm. And so I was, I was kind of keeping that going for that year. And what year was that? 2009. Okay. Um, so, and I've been kind of keeping it semi up to date, like updating every week. Um, and it was always there. Hit a wall after a while. Yeah, yeah, it was like, occasionally I'd have spurts of just like every day, chuck a couple of things mm. up and then you just get a bit sick of it. The funny thing was is that Tom was the year below me at the RCA, so I, and I mean, we got along really well while we were there, but then there was that kind of, I left and went and did my thing and Tom was doing his thing, but then I, I knew when Animate, the blog started, I, I was kind of like an avid follower and I was like, this is great, I really mm. enjoy this. Um, and then all of a sudden the, the posts kind of <laughs> stopped and that was about the time when we started working together and it was, I was kind of like, oh yeah, you still haven't updated the blog. Yeah, he's like, no. Blog. <laughs> But it kind of um, sort of obviously when Animate started, then there was the two of us. So uh, as, yeah. a, as a company, so then we could start blogging again. And well, it, it had the name itself already. Had, we had some followers there. There mm. was like uh, there was a bit of bit of following, which didn't didn't yeah. It, it helped, I suppose. It, yeah. get, it gave us some um, some reason to keep. I mean, we, we always watch stuff on Vimeo and we're, mm. we're sharing things and it, it's nice to know that we had people start, hang on, these guys, are, they're also making stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was quite nice. Um, and and we've, we've kept the blog going. It's still, I think we've got to our 1,000th. Yeah, fairly recently. Post but yeah, to, to sort of go back to what you're saying, it, it is a, it's a huge. <laughs> it does take time, and we've we're, we're trying to. But you, but you guys acknowledge that it feeds back into what yeah, it's definitely yeah. It's um, it's great. You can really see the like, if you get caught up in the analytics of it, you you notice uh, what comes back to you in a in a week or two where you're active within mm. that world. Um, opposed to a week where you're completely snowed under with commercial work and and you don't put anything out there you don't tweet or Facebook or anything mm. and it's a very fickle world the internet and you, mm. you do you do feel a massive very quickly things taper off yeah. yeah and then you pick something up I mean the best best time this year was talking about the Han Solo thing which was mm. a very stupid idea but in a way such a nice creative and fun thing mm. That was also very um, personable. So people felt that we, as a studio, were people who were just trying to have fun as well. All of a sudden, it caused a bit of a. I think people were just keen to be involved because mm. it wasn't a. It wasn't a company putting out. Uh, it wasn't their HR team. Mm. Yeah. Um, they know that you're not human. You as a PR like, team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> putting out. Uh, yeah putting out a marketing push it was but I, th a I think that's the thing generally about social networking is like if you're saying stuff that you really care about yeah, yeah. and you're being honest and you're just talking yeah, like the trans to any of your mates then people people are people are interested in that as soon as it's planned or cynical in any way it's not interesting exactly so. yeah I mean that's that's how Han Solo started because mm. it was actually something that Tom and I played around with inside the office for a while, like, and I would, it would be random, like, we'd probably be really, really busy, and then I'd just very slowly slide over a piece of paper with right. a couple of hands in a really pr provocative, express, like, position, <laughs> and, uh, and then Tom would completely subvert it, make it completely innocent, or whatever, and that was the fun, and then, 
we we did one and then we just sort of posted it on Facebook and it got lots and lots of sort of likes and stuff and we were like oh well, how, about, how about we just put the hands up and <laughs> yeah, say yeah. someone else you know you guys it's open yeah. to interpretation and it got lots of features just to explain briefly what it was about we put up the hands yeah. disembodied hands as a photo on Facebook on our Facebook page asking people to print out or and these are digitally yeah, digitally yeah I haven't actually seen this digitally take those hands and fill in the gaps so attach mm. arms or whatever just right. fill the rest of the space around these hands and um, and then repost them or email them to us and then mm. we put them the results back on Facebook so every Friday we put hands out then by the end of Friday we would have a whole album full of like wow. fan art or people who'd submitted filling in the gaps and it was Crazy just the, the imagination of people out yeah, there. Yeah, it was really it's, fun to see you, the results. We would just go through and be like, fucking hell, this is incredible. Like, yeah. some there were some seriously good drawings, yeah. Um, it's, it's well worth a look going back into the albums on our Facebook page because there's like, every week there was like 50 different contributors. Some were super simple, really. We nice judged concepts. it as well, you know, you're forgetting oh, yeah, that we actually put away time into that. It's like Prince. Yeah, well, we, it was. Uh, we we took we opened it up to sort of the like system so you know whoever got we looked at sort of the amount of likes it got and then mm. we 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 kind of cross reference with put, how much we liked that's it. right yeah. we sort of did that and came up with overall scores of things so we we gave it sort of some real thought because it was so enjoyable um, I even did it I <laughs> we were halfway through it and I went away on holiday and much to my wife's disgust I went online and just was like I just contacted Tom and said oh I'll judge it this week yeah. <laughs> yeah. even though I'm, I'm you know I'm all matrix breakdown yeah, yeah. Like, uh, so likes <laughs> equals this plus yeah. my use of colour uh, use of tone just couldn't get away from it so yeah and uh, you're yeah. going to have to do that again it's mm. We, we packed it as well. We've a good coffee table book. In the yeah, as well. And so, well, yeah, potentially. That's, that's a great idea. Well, I want like a cut of that. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We, yeah, we need to do. We've probably spent more time talking about Han Solo than anything else. No, no, we spoke quite a lot about full sex. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's one one thing when we met the other day. You were telling me about is that. Um, <clears throat> The idea for Bruce came from the fact that you was really into animatronics, mm. and that was what you was going to make your RCA film. Yeah, I well, I spent most of my two years messing around with programming and uh, kind of subver- subverting programming or taking mm. ideas from it and making, I suppose, interactive uh, digital art. Right. I don't know what that is. I mean, that's why <laughs> James and I. Very quickly is when we set up Chambers Judd right back at the beginning. We were like, right, we want to be this uh, this in between. Which when you're at the Royal College and they've got an interactive side and an mm. animation side, and they was James do, on the he, he yeah. did interactive at the Royal College a year after me. Um, I was doing animation when I was there, but he they they really push that idea that there's no boundaries and everything's possible, and and obviously there's there's areas within the commercial world where there there are these crossovers. However, the clients out there are very, they're like five years behind what's happening yeah. through universities. So we came out and we were like, right, let's go and do some- Do you think that's true? Clients are most five years yeah. behind universities? At least, I think there's- But maybe behind MA courses, do you, I mean, I think in terms of like, um, I certainly didn't feel like that at university. I didn't feel like the college that I was at was, you know, we had some excellent teachers. It's, it's, I wouldn't say it's like in a lot of ways, but I didn't feel like there were there was anybody pushing the envelope with technology. And I felt like if you wanted to do that, it very much had to come from yourself. And just because it's such a huge machine, like if you wanted a Wacom tablet, if you wanted them to buy a Wacom tablet, it had to be signed off by all these people. Mm. I, I agree with you on the, in the sense that it was very much I mean lots of the stuff we were doing was very much off our own backs and most of the stuff I did in the animation course was I just said right I'm seeing James and the interactive courses do this I like the idea that we can do this and make it happen um, it fits in with animation in the sense you're still making something move and exist and act um, but through programming and code uh, the I think the, the idea that you, you're doing stuff within that controlled environment where you're not, you're doing it because you're paying to go there and do it, whereas all of a sudden we got out into the environment where 
to, to do that and survive, you have to you have to sell that to somebody and they have to say yes to it and give us some money to you mm. to do it. And therefore the clients who haven't seen it work yet and don't know that there's right. going to be a reward for them to sell it to them, it's, it takes a bit of time for for it to become something it's like, oh wow, that's nice. And then a couple of, a bit of time needs to pass before a, a client or a company will say, it's worth us investing some money, <laughs> investing some money into that. And to turn off we believe that it will reap a, like a, a financial benefit for us. So, and I think that that's, <laughs> that was <laughs> my uh, tablet described. <laughs> I think there's always a bit of a lag, but I, w- I would I would agree that the actual in- institutions themselves uh, may be as slow. They're kind of they they rely on the students to bring through the the new mentality. So you're saying if there's like something innovative that's happened in a MA course or university, no matter how great it is, the industry would not pick up. On that for a few they years. will. They'll be like the, um, the ad agencies will pick up on it and go, "Whoa, that's a great idea. Let's mm-hmm. try and sell it to a company." And and the, if they're good enough, they will, and they get a company to sign off. The, diff- like, the difficulty is traction on the internet. Like they'll get. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but there's always that. It at takes some point, that, somebody needs to take one step and say, "I'm going to get. I'm going to sign off half a million pounds mm-hmm. to go and do this." When we know we could spend that on a on a advertising process that we know is sound exactly that's that's the thing isn't it it's when the money is involved and the thing is is that anything new is always a risk Mm. and quite often it's a risk that people aren't willing to take so it's it's tough because obviously you're looking at a a universities which are an institution where it's all about risk because you've got nothing to lose and it's the the time to experiment Um, and you know quite often the best things come from that but from a, I guess from a, from a client point of view, uh, you need to know that you're putting your money into something that's totally sound, don't you? And as you say, like that, that notion that, oh, okay, so, but if something builds enough gravitas online, but it, you know, it takes a lot to build gravitas online, mm. you know, unless it's a cat, in which case, <laughs> in which case you're going to get a million views straight away. It's, it's, <laughs> it's also the size of what we were when we left as well, because, I mean, obviously there were companies out there like the big digital agencies that were doing that kind of wow factor digital work for the big mm. companies who could afford to take a risk splash out. Yeah. However, the the majority of the work from the companies and the, the commercial work that was more in our area, uh, we realised that to, to get into that and to make money, we would have to hit uh, linear animation and web design so mm-hmm. on both sides of the spectrum animation in its simplest form and um, interactive in web and app and yeah. very much that area to cross over we would require a bit more kind of guts yeah. to, to actually turn that around especially when mm-hmm. there's, it's such a vast area and such an unknown um, and that's what I suppose we're we, we feel like we're building towards now as a company is that that crossover is going to become easier because we can facilitate it with uh, more, more bodies and better understanding of it. So, What made you initially take that crossover? Because you basically made it when you were studying, right? So like, Yeah, yeah, we were playing in that area for, while well, I was just messing around with like Arduino, uh, which is like this microprocessing processing <coughs> computer that you can mm. kind of plug into servos and whatnot, and mm. making legs and kind of doing a running loop with <laughs> like puppet legs using forks as counterbalances. So all my all my original Vimeo videos are messing around with. Oh, I'll have to have a good look at those. And uh, an, an eyebrow hat, so it's a bowler hat with eyebrows attached to the screen. <laughs> so you had a controller, so you could really? do, uh, do your emotions based on that. And that was most of my second year, making a hat with eyebrows. <laughs> and, and that's um, what informed the... Yeah, the I, I got to the point where I thought, oh, fuck, I need to make a film. <laughs> and I was trying to make a film out of the eyebrow hat, and it, I couldn't figure one out. <laughs> so I thought, right, let's back to the, back to the drawing board. And Literally, yeah. back yeah, to the drawing board. Yeah, I did actually go back and start drawing again. Yeah. And, um, but based on everything I've been doing, mm. I thought, that what would be great that I can't do 
is make a real little thing come right. to life. Make and a tiny Bruce tiny Willis, Willis come Willis. to life that's what out of to do. a big pat of mincemeat. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when I saw that film, I was just like, I saw it at 1.0 and I was like, oh my God, this is incredible. <laughs> and like, my second thought after, oh my God, it's incredible was like, I really hope Bruce Willis sees this film. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and it's stupid, but is it? It's one of my questions. Like, do you Bruce know? Willis yeah, I don't know. We had a. Have you tried to send it to him or anything? We had a weird Skype call with Bruce last Willis. year. <laughs> I know, with Bruce Willis. If I <laughs> win, um, who was it with? It was after Ready Steady Bang. We had some. Right. We had some guys from California. I think that's because <laughs> that's I'm from California. So the guys from California, yeah, the West Coast. Yeah, um, they they skyped us and they're like, "We like the cowboy," and they they were saying, "Oh yeah, we know Bruce Willis." So. Really? Yeah, they were going to make sure Everybody they saw Bruce. Bruce well, he's, yeah, California. You're saying it's quite small. But yeah, I hope he has. And apparently he's a bit of an asshole anyway, so you probably hate it anyway. Yeah. And if you're listening, Bruce, <laughs> I'm gonna come around and have you. I'm gonna get my and everything. Let's get some more beers. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, but <coughs> so so what's so what's the NCA like? Good. Yeah. Good fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know you, you get you get put into a very privileged position because lots of people apply and how many people do they take now? It's gone up. It? It's it's probably when I was there, it was uh, like fourteen, fifteen per year. I think I don't think it's gone up that much. I think it's like eighteen, maybe. I mean, that's completely off the top of my head and possibly <laughs> no, a total lie. But I don't think it's really exceeded twenty. It's not like doubling every year. Like. No, not really. And the, you know, that's what I think. That's what happened on my course. Like, I remember the year below us was double, and then the year after, it was I'm, just exponential growth. When I uh, on my BA, the, the the year groups are very very large, and every now and again I teach back there, and the year groups are still well, very is, very is large. Fun. This is fun. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I know a couple of people who you lectured. Oh really? Yeah. And they was like well, are they animating now? What yeah. Are they doing? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After I've taught them. Yeah, so one of them's at tandem and I think oh, oh, a bit I think I think yes. maybe John, you lectured John as well. John Top. Yeah, he shares our studio space. Ah, uh, did I don't think I I think John was on a no. I can't I think that maybe he he did because I go in and teach uh, After Effects. Um, and then there's a whole other side of the course which is Soft image. He might have done soft image, so I no, didn't I get. Think, I think his grad film was two D, and he knows all. I might. I, I mean, I probably. I mean, I know John now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And uh, actually, he he was teaching there recently when yeah, I was yeah, teaching. Yeah. So oh, okay. now we got to talk about it. But um, yeah, I yeah, quite possibly. I just don't remember anyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember the little people. <laughs> all your students that sit at home now crying. <laughs> I remember name, every single one. I love you all. He's got a photo. Do you register? Yeah. I do. Yeah, that's right. a massive photo. I, I, uh, kids. Yeah. I don't know if you're allowed to have those. <laughs> well, the pictures <laughs> of kids on my desk. Yeah. No, yeah. But I mean, it. I think that it makes a big difference having a small year group, and at the RCA, that was something that was yeah. really. And it's coming from the Farnham way, it was large year groups. And you know, seeing I think when we started out there was something crazy like sort of sixty to seventy, and then by the end there's like forty five. So and sort of seeing the, the the dropout rate there, but then going into somewhere where it's like, oh right, there's there's fourteen, fifteen of us. So wait, all those people dropped out by the third year. There was a yeah, I mean, just through wow. the process of failing or leaving. Okay. Um, you know, it, I don't know what the the actual getting onto the course wasn't that hard at Farnham. Yeah. Um, I did my foundation course there. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've heard. Better. I mean, I I heard really good things about the Fan Motion course there. Mm. Uh, yeah, how you of, found it? It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, the yeah, Foundation course is just mucking about, isn't yeah. it? I felt like it was actually like one of the most creative points of my mm. whole education. Actually, it's, it's, it's this yeah. nice, yeah. strange hub, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You get I didn't you know start and you just like existed. what what do you do there? And uh, yeah, it's done with expressionist painting. All my A levels just expressionist painting. Seriously. All my A-level was just completely was wasted. 
<laughs> I was I don't know what yeah, I was doing, doing my terribly own. now. Well, I thought I thought well I I had it in my brain that I wanted to be an animator when I started my sixth form. Really? I love. Yeah, I was like, no, I, I think I want to do this, and yeah. I sort of tried to go down that path, and they hated me for it. Really? I think uh, it's very difficult to take something like on that yeah. on at that. Yeah, and I think that like I also I remember because I always I always thought that I wasn't interested in animation until like the moment where I had to apply for university and I had to choose a course. Um, but I was thinking back at it recently and I remember presenting something to like, I went to school in Holland, so it wasn't um, it wasn't the same situation, but my sort of equivalent of A-level teacher, we had to do a project and I said, I want to do an animation and, and they were just like, no. Maybe it was at the time where it wasn't quite so accessible technologically and stuff. Uh, but I remember them just saying like, don't do that, like what, like 300 drawings, that's crazy, you've never been doing it. And I wouldn't have been able to do it. Well, yeah. I think that I mean unless you're going to do stop motion or something at that stage it's very difficult to that, do that sort of went on I suppose yeah. mm-hmm. but certainly on my on my uh, A levels it was really difficult and I think because you know it's it's all very kind of classic and I was really I didn't like to put, and the weird thing is about myself is that I I was really bad painter and I've got this kind of I had this really weird idea of colour in that I didn't have any sense of colour whatsoever so basically as far as they were concerned I was really rubbish um, and all I wanted to do was draw cartoons and um, I was obsessed with kind of Warner Brothers stuff and but weirdly then I was thinking okay good I've got that out of the way I've, grad- I've done that now I'm going to go and do a foundation course and really explore this uh, and shortly into my foundation uh, my tutor told me that I, I had more chances of becoming like I should just become a plumber because I'd never really? been an animator. He was like... And how did you take that? Well, guy? I was told that I can... I, he was like, you can't draw one. You, you can't become an animator. His name is... His name was Steve. I don't remember <laughs> yeah, his second name. Right there. That's it, that's it. Anyway, yeah, I mean, the, it was really, really a peculiar thing because I, as I say, I kind of had my sort of sights on, yeah, I think I'm going to do this and then he told me that. But funnily enough, I think... But that did it, it make you want to do it more? Well, it made me want to tell I heard that... I, I've had that told to me as well. And yeah. That was the moment at which I was like... A plumber as well. Definitely. It was just a plumber. Yeah, just yeah. I really should have taken that advice for me. Yeah. yeah. Probably be a lot richer right now <laughs> a plumber. But, um, I mean, he was like, you need to do more life drawing because you can't draw anything. And I was like, okay. And I did more life drawing and I still, can't, I still can't draw people very well. But... I don't know. I, I guess I can because it put the fear of God into me. And I was like, oh, I need yeah. to, I need to yeah. really buckle down because this guy's told me that I'm never going to be an animator, so I need to do it. Um, and then, funnily enough, all of a sudden that became my utter focus. I need to. All I should be doing is learning how things move. And I got the animator survival kit for for Christmas from my granddad, and I just did nothing but do all the exercises. This was out when of that. you were like seventeen or no? Well, this was probably this was like. At the very end of foundation, I got okay. onto Farnham, and I was like, "Right, well, I'm, I've got to a point now where I'm going to be studying animation, so I should probably learn how to do it." So I good job someone did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, but this is the thing: I made it my complete focus, and I think it was my focus until, like, even after, even when I was making my graduation film from the RCA, I was just like, "I don't care about anything other than making something move and telling a story." And to the detriment of things, because I was so desperate to be a director, uh, and because I'd not really thought about the look of my film that much, I think that it sort of turned a lot of companies off, and they were like, "Oh no, I mean, you think yeah. about talking about Man Up?" Yeah, yeah, they were very much. It was, I, I think so that, that look just came out of nowhere. That was just a deep yeah. Deep I, I didn't even. It was just a matter. Of, I, basically, all I did was I thought to myself. Wow, that's very nice of you to say so. Yeah, I, I, um, yeah. I just found the lasso tool in Photoshop and went wow. bonk, 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 and just drew wow. drew the shape. Um, but I don't know. It was kind of it was just that. I just thought, what can I do to design wise that I'm going to be able to move as well as I possibly can? And uh, and I, I was experimenting with After Effects, and so I made the made the guy in After, and I was like, "This is great! This is like a puppet that I don't have to redraw." So that's even better. That's going to save me even more time, so I can spend even more time deliberating over the movement. But then I, I guess that all culminates in meeting up with Tom, who, as you said, he he was very much into painting and stuff. I, and I it, remember. Don't want to butt in, but I remember seeing. Well, you did. Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> 
I remember seeing the films, all the films from that year, and I was like, fucking hell, that's my cup of tea, man up. Oh. I, I knew Ed, but I didn't, didn't know him that well. But I remember looking at the films and thought, that's like, that's the kind of work that I really enjoy, that humour, mm. that kind of movement and acting. And it's quite, it's quite interesting thinking back to that point now, where I sat there and my... I don't think I saw the screening, so I was watching them on the DVD, just flicking past the ones I didn't really like that much. <laughs> I was like, hey, hang on, this one's good. And because um, I'd seen Ned doing, like, working away on it a bit um, during, the, during his second year, mm-hmm. my first year. Um, but actually seeing it as a piece, I was like, hang on, this is, this is really speaking to me. He dies at the end. Don't want to give it away. Just, uh, it's isn't that just the way that most animations are? <laughs> well, uh, I can't think of way to end it. What are we going to do? Uh, he dies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the ultimate the ending to anything. The, the Sixth Sense made yeah. a whole like massive film about that, so don't, even, <laughs> yeah. don't knock yourselves too hard. It's just fine. Just the easy way out, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Everything dies. Yeah, anyway, back to you. Can't <laughs> I was too engrossed in what you were saying. I don't know what we're talking about yeah, now. Right. I, I so, got a question. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just based on what you were talking about. Like you, when you were studying, you were sort of really wanting to be a director. And like, I know it's something that I felt as well. But I know like a lot of people coming up through education, they want to be directors in commercials. But <clears throat> what it's like to be a commercials director is so vastly different from what it's like. Just thinking about making your own stuff, and I just wondered if it, if getting into the commercial side, made you feel like, okay, this is something that I didn't think about, but I really love, or it put you off it, or are, are you a, are you a director? You guys are both directors. Yeah, yeah, so we're both, yeah, yeah I guess so. That's direct yeah. um, I mean, did you know what you was getting yourself into as, as a commercial? Well, director? to a certain extent, yes, because I mean, the other thing was is that uh, a very close friend of mine. But all the way up through Farnham, Farnham and the RCA, he immediately went on to direct. And I was, we'd always sort of competed with each other. That was just something that we'd done. And then he went off and directed, and I was really like, oh man. Who was that? Uh, it, it was Christian Andrews. Okay. Do you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, and obviously, you know, staying in close touch with him. And, and actually, he would bring me in on jobs and stuff. So it kind of, and which was brilliant. I had a great time, but sort of seeing what he did. I was really like, I really want to do that. That's that was like great fun. And when I finally got round to, to doing that at Sweet World, um, yeah, I was just like, no, I really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. But it was also, I also knew that I, I wanted hands on as well. And the th- the funny thing is that I am, I can be really annoying and grumpy about animation because, as I say, my very early on, I was so into making sure that everything moved just how I wanted to to, to mm-hmm. move that when I finally got into a situation when I was trying to get other people to move things how I wanted to move. Mm. It was really frustrating to start yeah. off with, but I think that part of directing stuff is being able to let go and just have, have taking that step back and sort of, you know, trying to coerce people as much as you can into kind of realizing your vision, but at the same time understanding that, you know, they're going to bring something different to the table. And quite often, learning to let go because the chances are the stuff they're bringing is better than what you would be bringing yourself if you were doing it on your own or mm. whatever you know having more people involved often gets better results and I think that when I got together with Tom it was sort of because there was someone else to bounce off of all of a sudden I realised that my work was getting so much better have you ever gone back to being an animator since you've been a director have you ever yeah I suppose that it happens all the way through yeah, yeah. Very, very much um, I think that because I think that that's a really unique thing about animation that you don't get in live action like you don't get people who you know you don't get Steven Spielberg going and like holding a camera on a, on a film for somebody else uh, but you definitely get that in animation yeah, I think yeah. That that's a really interesting thing and that's something that I really like about animation is that you know I can tell people what to do one day and then the next week you just go back and uh, you go somewhere else and you uh, you don't have any responsibility and you can just Really get involved in the nuts and bolts mm. of the craft, and and uh, <coughs> and that's that's really enjoyable as well. Yeah, I think I think that's very much the the thing that we're always we're always maintain. I think whether I, I suppose the the thing that's going to come or is coming along as we're getting more people involved with animated mm. is that we have a bit more of a 
a bit more breathing room to step between projects and don't want to sound selfish but we can indulge ourselves in areas that we're like oh actually this is a really nice thing let's let's get involved in this yeah. and we can I mean we, we don't take stuff on that we don't want to do so that, I mean everything that people are doing in the studio is always <coughs> we're always doing it to the best of our abilities and whatnot. but I think yeah I think we're really in, we really enjoy animating mm. and designing and creating so um, I don't I think I see I see that maintaining yeah there's always instances where it's kind of like I guess because we very much the way that anime is set up is that it's it's not uh, we don't really put names to things that much it's usually okay. the name is animated and I you know there are there is are other studios that are doing it on you guys part yeah it's, so, it's kind of evolved organically but yeah it's we, I think we we wanted to when we got to the point where we felt like oh we could get somebody else to help us with this we were like I suppose we didn't want to become another production company that had a roster of people that we didn't use or mm. uh, we didn't want to turn in we knew that we wanted to run things through us and have just everyone to be involved yeah. yeah to be able to we, we everyone were, was sort of cumulatively working yeah. towards something I suppose it's, because it's like a very communist that, ideal in yeah, a way that idea that all of a sudden when Ed and I started working together and co-directing is realising that you're so much stronger when you've got two heads bouncing mm. around a storyboard. One of us might take away that concept and design it, or we might knock it about together and mm. design. But fundamentally, it's it's all all of us like chipping in and creating and coming up with the like the creative for it. And now that we've got Carmen, our our junior animator, and she's very much hands-on everything mm. given as much of it no longer a junior animator no, no, she's not fully oh, fledged director Carmen so she directs her own project yeah yeah Carmen has been with us since uh, she's been about six months plus now um, she started as an intern and she's just she's just been incredible over the last well since she started interning really we were like well she's just yeah, on very early on learning quickly and um, she's the last two jobs she's done she's designed up from scratch really awesome and it brings a new breadth of work and mm. appearance to what we provide and, and it's lovely because I mean she's got a great grasp of colour and a great grasp of design and I think that she's been learning so much on the animation side of things but what's great is that she's sort of got to a position now where she's got her she takes on a, a job she project manages she designs and stuff and then she'll sort of she can then turn to us and say oh I, I'm a bit stumped about sort of how to manage this little section here and we'll all crowd around the computer and be like oh yeah that is a tricky one uh, what can we do to sort of tackle this and it's that whole fun of problem solving but it's yeah. even more fun when there's lots of you to sort of like, oh, so is this going to work do you think that's going to work yeah. and yeah. everyone gets to sort of try to solve the issue and then you sort of see it work and everyone gets that feeling of gratification in the end I want to come be an intern at your studio. <laughs> You're very much allowed. Well, how, do you, how do you guys find people? The people send we, through to you. This year we were going to run. I mean, we're currently we've got Lana in at the moment, and Lana has been awesome. She started. She's nearly finished her three months, um, and we we've got to the point there now where we're running out of space, so we probably won't take another intern on until we find a bigger office. Mm -hmm. But the last time we ran it as a kind of call for entries, in a sense, it was like we we wanted to mix it up a bit and say send us a walking loop so we can see what you what you've got. And <laughs> one thing we do a lot of is walk cycles. Yeah. So we thought, well, we need someone that can do a walk cycle. I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> we also get a lot of a lot of people applying throughout the year, and we only do like uh, three during the year or three months, and we thought. It's we just got folders full of things, and we want to almost get people to show a willing mm. and create something if they're really keen and they can kind of show us. Um, and it, it was really lovely because people we had about thirty plus mm. submissions, amazing like quality. It was so it was hard. Like, it was we didn't was we didn't really think tough. it was going to be that difficult when we were looking yeah. through all the show reels and trying to whittle it down to sort of the the final four. It's like being on the X Factor. It was great. 
feeling that power but it was actually really really tough and we were looking at everyone that submitted and going oh my god like that we could we could call everybody in mm. um and you know getting it down to that four and then and that's before we even started thinking about trying to whittle down that last four to the, the final one it was so tough and th- and this is the other thing to be to be able to think wow there's people applying of this caliber oh, it's just it's gobsmacking and the notion to be in this position. It was off the back of uh, Han Solo, so I think that was... Yeah. We, we built up a buzz with Han Solo and then right. we put out a call for entries for our internship. Probably wouldn't happen this time around. No. We need to do another Han Solo. Yeah, that's right. So I think, basically, we're going to give up animation and just do Facebook. Just draw hands. Fun games. I'm sure there's a lot of companies that yeah. are... Uh, would uh, who hire a lot of people just to kind of manage? We've been flashed a clock. We've <laughs> taken too long. You flashed a what? Flashed a, <laughs> flashed a lovely big clock. So, so, so much. We <laughs> uh, have we covered everything off? Any quick? Uh, I've, I've got like bits, seven pages of. I still want to know every week. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna have to do another one of these. So. <laughs> okay, but yeah, well, it's been awesome coming talking to you guys. Yeah, it's, it's been, been great. Lovely. So yeah, thanks so much for it. No, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Right, back to the pub, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Quite possibly. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.